Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. You know, like the discourse has devolved. I think it's kind of more like a coping mechanism more than anything to be like, we don't want to deal with the fact that like our organization is in such shambles and like the Oilers are have a clear road to the Stanley cup. So we're just like, yeah, what's like the latest gossip. It's, it's just like a person who's like, who their personal life is so bad that all they care about is like celebrity gossip. So we're just like, Oh, did you hear the new mean thing Daryl Sutter said? Or do you hear how this player likes Daryl Sutter? This player hates him. So it's just, it's all to fill the empty void. In yeah. Our hearts, pretty, right? pretty, pretty much. <laughs> um, I guess, do you want to start with GM or coach? I mean, I think it's easier to probably start with GM because, like, Fair. you know, everything flows from there, right? It's – okay, I got to do my little preface. Um, because, like, everything you can try to conceptualize, right, it comes back to this, like – I think the question is on everybody's mind is, are they going to get it right this time? Because, you know, like, if you've been if you've been a flame stand for a long time or, or not even for a long time, you know, like, it's like – we we've seen this life cycle happen for most of us at least once. Mm-hmm. We we saw we saw the Sutter era end in the feaster, the feaster era begin and end quickly, and then the tree living era. Yeah, you know. So it's like it's like we've been through this. So it's like if you're if you're looking forward to the new direction and everything, I mean that's cool. I'm not going to take that away from you. I'm 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 trying not to be cynical about it, but it's like I don't even think it's from being cynical. It's more like I've seen this happen already. I've, I've seen it been, you know, like messed up mm-hmm. already. So it's like, are you going to get it right this time? You know, because obviously like, you know, the thing with the flames, like, oh, 30 years, 15, co- 15 coaches in like 20 years, however many GMs, no playoff wins, right? It's, it's hard to say, oh yeah, they're going to get it right this time when it's been 30 years of like, hey, you haven't really got it right, mm-hmm. you know? So that's where I think, I'm at at this point is like, Hey, you can say all the right things, which they're doing, right? Like Don Maloney saying all the right things. Hey, that's encouraging. 
Um, you can even do all the right things. You can hire somebody who, who I believe in and who I like, and I think is going to do a good job, but it's like, we're at the point where it's like, until I see meaningful change in action, like, and not even change, like meaningful results. And that doesn't mean winning the Stanley cup next year or the next two years or whatever, but it's like, until it's something other than making the playoffs, missing the playoffs, making the playoffs, missing the playoffs, not winning in the playoffs, winning two playoff rounds in, in like 16, 17, 18 years until I start to see the plan in action, then you kind of have to just be like, yeah, I guess we'll see. Right. A guy like Conroy, like when he was brought in, in the management role, at first he was the special assistant to Feaster, which is like the most office assistant to the regional manager's assistant secretary. You can always say the organization has been like grooming him to eventually be, get the, you know, GM position. But like, I don't know. I feel like if it was Conroy, we wouldn't be sitting here waiting to figure out who it would be. Well, it's an interesting thing, right? Like they've been grooming him. Like, does that matter? Who cares if he's not the best guy for the role? Like it doesn't, it's a sunk cost fallacy. Like it doesn't matter if you've been grooming him, if he's not the correct guy for the role. And the thing that's funny is like, cause you're asking like, are you an internal guy or an external guy? And it's like, you know, like I, I think it would be good for this organized, like you good for this organization to go outside and at least be like, interviewing people who haven't been here for so long right because like you look at the flames management i like conroy like maybe he would do a great job but it's like you look at the flames management team over the past however long he's been here 12 years and it's not like you're looking at them as like hey we want to do what calgary's doing nobody's doing that most people are like hey just don't do what the flame don't do what calgary's doing right so like it doesn't hurt to have somebody else from an other organization who's had success at whatever level come in and be like hey here's what we've been doing here's what's been working here's some strategies we can implement you know even if that is in in a in a capacity that's supportive of conroy in the role but you know it's it's kind of funny like i keep thinking like maybe the fact they're resistant to give because initially i think it's a positive thing i was like yeah don't just give him the job don't just because it's like easy pr move obviously all the fans like We'd be rooting for him hardcore. You know, he's he's been groomed for it. It makes sense. Don't just give him to it because don't just give him the job because it makes sense. He has to get the job because he's earned it. But it's like then my mind is like, hey, if they're not giving them him the job, it's it's like they're George and Seinfeld's. Like every instinct they have has been wrong for the past twenty years. So the opposite must be right. So maybe if the wrong thing to do is to give Conroy the job, you should give Conroy the job. Do the opposite of what you think. Everything they should. That's how they should run their organization from now on. Every instinct Murray Edwards has is be like do the exact opposite, and it'll work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh but God. but I mean, yeah. I personally. At this point, at this moment in time, as they're interviewing people, as they're going through their due process or whatever, I I would my my inclination is somebody from the outside would be like, yeah, I, I think an outside hire or at least a, a bunch of outside interviews is necessary or or probably a good thing. Yeah, and I mean, like today on Thirty Two Thoughts, Friedman mentioned a few few guys. He mentioned Mark Hunter more than once now, the owner, president, GM of the London Knights. And then a few of the boys out of Carolina, like Tolski, who we talk about quite a bit. And I yeah. would love for a data-driven guy to come mm-hmm. in and take over. Uh, Aaron Schwartz, Darren York, and then guys like Brandon Pridham from the Leafs, Rich Peverly, Jason Botterill. I mean, I'd be hesitant on the whole Botterill hire, but okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> but those are the names that he name dropped on 32 thoughts today. I think in regards to fundamentally, I would love a data-driven guy. Um, guys like Eric Tolsky, for example. Like, is that guy not like the smartest analytics guy in the Dude, he's, a, he's got a PhD like, in chemistry. Like, seriously. He's could be cooking meth on the side or something, but he chooses to be a hockey guy. Like, come on. Yeah, like I think like Jason Carmanos is another name that kind of fits that bill. Um I think what you notice though, like in, in all of these instances is like you're not just going to individuals, right? You're not just going like Otolski in Carolina, Hunter here. Well, maybe Hunter here, but like I think ultimately when you're looking at it's groups of people, which is kind of what I'm more interested in in seeing. Like, like I said, like maybe if it's Conroy and you bring somebody else to assist him, like I think that's kind of also maybe kind of the issue with the Flames the last few years is like I'm not so sure what everybody on Bradshaw Living staff has been doing and how much you know how much input every guy has and how how like great of a team that is because you know like you look at Carolina and it's like if you told me Don Waddell is their GM I'd be like what are what like the guy who used to run the Thrashers in in the 2000s that must be like a really old school hockey but no it's like it's Don and Eric Tulski. Like it's a clear, there's clear collaboration and Carmanos, like all these guys. So it definitely comes back to, like you're saying data driven, like it comes back to your, it comes back to the organizational vision, which is why this is such a difficult conversation because it's like this team has never really had an organizational vision other than make the playoffs every year. So it's like, it just, but it does come back to that. It's like, what are you trying to do? Where do you want to be in five years? You know? And what do you want your team to look like? And how do you want to get to your goal if you if you have one other than just making the playoffs? And that has to be more than just one guy you hire. So I'm curious to see, like, if it is Colin Wright, do they bring somebody else in as well? Like, obviously, I'd be a huge Tolski fan. I think, like, I don't even know if he wants to leave Carolina. He's been there a long time. Um, he would be, I think, a good guy to, to man the ship for sure. Um yeah, I don't know. Mark Hunter's kind of interesting. Like, I mean, I think he he was in the running for the Dubis job. Um, and again, like it, it maybe who knows? Like in a dream world, I know lots of people don't like Kyle Dubis. I love Kyle. I think Kyle Dubis has done an exceptional job in Toronto. I think I would hope that if the if he was fired by the Leafs or let go or whatever, they the Flames would be interested in him. But I just think you need a team and you need a <laughs> need a well-fleshed out team of people with specific skill sets um, that all contribute to getting this team on track. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like I've said this about Tree Living, it's like, I don't know if I'd want him to be the GM, but I think he'd be a good person to have on your staff, AGM. Like, he's a smart guy. There's there's lots of smart people. So I think it just all, it comes back to what do the Flames want to do? You know, like you can hire the smartest guy in the world. If he's just there on an island by himself taking marching orders from the owner, then like, hey, that's not going to lead anywhere. So I don't know. In my ideal world, you hire a team of guys, you know, one of them would be nice to have some data driven guys in there, but also some guys who can deal with, with, I don't know if they're, you'd call them meddlesome, but the, what would you call them? Sometimes antagonistic Calgary Flames owners. Yeah, you know? I, that's a good word. Who it's like, or delusional, maybe that's a better word. It's like the new yeah. hire is like, listen, we need to spend a few years 
um, developing and acquiring young talent. And Murray Edwards is like, so what you're saying is we're going to be in the playoffs next year. And then he's like, no, 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 no. We have to spend some time developing young talent and it might take a couple of years. And then Murray Edwards like opens his glass door lever that shows like the sharks underneath swirling under him. He's like, no, no. What you mean is we're going to make the playoffs next year. And it's like, okay, I guess I'll go sign James Neal and Roy Brower, you know? So um, (laughs) it's a hard conversation, but I think you do want to pinpoint just smart individuals who are all on the same page, who are going towards one goal, who have specific skill sets that work together. Yeah, basically the anti-dysfunction. So the anti- Exactly. Of what we've basically led to believe since January. Yeah. Of you know what's been going on. I well, guess- and that's the other thing with Conroy too. One, this one last thing on on him is like I don't really know what he, what his response. He's got his hand in a lot of pots or whatever, right? Like it seems like he does a lot. I don't. We don't really know a lot about what the Flames uh, managers do specifically, other than like Brad Pascal does the, the AHL stuff, Chris Snow does the analytics data stuff, and like Conroy does stuff, everything. I don't know. So. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. It's hard. It is hard to say, right? And it's kind of like you can't even put a name to it specifically. Like again, I'd, I'd like Tolski. I'd like Dubas. I'd like Carmanos. I don't know. Like, there's lots of different names out there, but it just it has to be in line with, you know, like an overall vision for what what this team can do. So basically, no to Sean Burke just because <laughs> he's friends with Don Malone. Like, what? <laughs> Poor Don Maloney. Eh? He's just like he looks like he. Walked off like the golf course like yesterday and it's just been like throwing. He's like, I, he's like, I've retired. Like, I don't need this shit. And he's just like putting the most stressful situation ever. Um, yeah, not Sean Burke, not Sean Burke, not Stan Bowman. Um, oh, yeah, that was, that was interesting. I was like, is he, he like, in the process that it would take for us to hire a new GM, that it, it would, he would still not be cleared by the league to go back to work. Yeah, but, no, they, yeah like what like all right i guess now's a good spot to put in that giraffe king sponsor light the lamp during the nhl playoffs with DraftKings sportsbook right now new customers can make a five dollar bet and score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and sign up with code thpn new customers can make a five dollar playoff hockey bet and score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly that's code thpn only at DraftKings sportsbook Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Must be 21 years of age or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Any Anyone that's not like Jay Feaster. Because again, like that's the thing, right? Like, yeah, like you can tell me, like, because that was what was so weird about like back if, if some of you remember like what that was like. It was like Daryl's leaving and I was like, okay, new start. And I was like, no, it isn't like Iggy didn't get I think you kind of forget that like Daryl didn't leave and then they traded Iggy like right away it was like they went for it again the next year like they were like yeah we're gonna make the playoffs I was like no you're not you're terrible and then Jay Feaster gets fired for gross incompetence and is terrible and I mean Brian Burke was brought in to bring some 
professionalism back to the organization. So it's like, hopefully that's not the road bump we have to go through first to get to someone who's half confident. Exactly. Like it'd be, it'd be nice to just like set some sort of path. Like, yeah, exactly. Chart a path forward. Give me three years. Like what's the team going to look like in 2026? Like, like that's all I'm asking. I know it's not like a huge ad. That's what's so, that's what I find so crazy about like when you see Bean and Maloney or whatever, and they're on there going like, we're a good team. We're good. We have Jacob Markstrom. God damn it. And it's just like, dude, like, whoa, I just want to know, like, where are you going to be in five years? I'm hoping you're not, we're not going to be having this press conference again in two years, you know? Where, so it's it's not that hard. Just like you don't have to even articulate to us. Just like show us there's some path forward here. And uh, speaking of press conferences that happen every two years, let's talk about coaching. Um, so uh, I guess internal candidates would be Ryan Huska and Mitch Love. I liked what you would always say about those like AHL hires. Like you're either getting John Cooper or Travis Green. So yeah. Um, it, it's hard to say it's hard to translate right and there's no hard and fast rules in this and it's funny because like if they don't make the right decision on this coach and gm we'll in two years we'll be like, it, like let's say they hired conroy we in two years we'll be like why didn't they go outside the organization those idiots what are they supposed to be? If they hire somebody from outside the organization we'll be like why didn't they hire conroy right so it's always hard to project and say like this is good like even compare the daryl sutter thing is like Everyone was like, holy shit, I can't believe how good this team is last year, right? Like, what a great choice of coach. So good. And then, like, a year later, everyone wants to kill him. So, you know, there's it's always hard. And when you're getting something new, it is always, like, right? Like, I think that's kind of what's going on with Mitch Love right now, specifically, is like, oh, he's doing really well in the AHL. He's a really nice guy. He's doing a bang-up job. He seems like the players love him. It's like, that's kind of like shiny new toys. Like, oh, he could come fix all of our problems. So that's why we leave it up to the people in charge to make good decisions, whether they make those good decisions is another story. But um, yeah, AHL success to NHL success isn't always a slam dunk. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're not a good coach if, if you know, you, you don't have success, but just the NHL is so different, right? Like even just like from a pure perspective of like who you're managing, what kind of people you're going from managing mostly kids who want to get to the next level so badly that they'll do anything. Right. And it's just like their work ethic or motivation is like never even really a question, but then you get to the NHL and it's like, Hey, and I'm not saying this in a derogatory fashion, but you're dealing with like millionaires who have egos. A lot of them earn egos, right? Like these guys are the best of the best. It's, it's a totally different thing. Some guys can bridge that gap. Some guys can't. So I think with Mitch, it's like, yeah, I think he could do a good job, but it's like at this point with where this team is at and who's on the roster and the issues that we had on the team this year, supposedly, where it did seem to be like a lot of people, coach, players, players, managed, like everybody seemed to be at each other's like, I don't know if that's the best place to like slip a guy like that into and yeah. be like, yeah, could you fix this mess, please, Mitch? Like, I don't know if that's fair to him. Maybe he'd do a great job, but it seems like you'd kind of be throwing him to the wolves a little bit. Like if we were full on 2015 rebuilding right now, you know, and you, you have all the kids from the Wranglers coming up and you, you're totally just like, we're rebuilding this. Then hell's yes. Mitch, Mitch love for sure. Grow, grow with the young team. Absolutely. But at this current moment in time, I'm kind of like a little trepidatious or hesitant to be like, yeah, you're the head coach of the flames now. Okay. You have to deal with 
again, like all the shit we heard about last year. So I think, I think I would be curious to see, but I, I also have like some reservations about like putting Mitch in that role right away. I think like you said, Huska, I think you're going internal. That seems more logical. He's been with those guys. Um, he knows what there's about. He's had some years of pro experience. Um, I think just even from a systems perspective, I think, hey, whether you like Daryl or not, I think Ryan has learned a, a ton from what Daryl implemented tactically, you know? So we're going internal. I think Huska kind of is, would be my choice. I don't know if you agree or not, but like if you're going between <laughs> Muller, Love, and Huska, I'd go Love 1 or <laughs> Huska 1, Love 2, Muller 3. Like Mike Keenan is in like Italy. I think Bill Peters is in Russia. I think where's Bob Harley? He's in Russia. Yeah, he's in Russia. And apparently he runs a podcast too, so that's nice. Uh, but I guess yeah, I like I like how Bob's asking Huberto about like yeah, tell me how mean Daryl was when it's like you've heard horror stories about Bob, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like you don't see the irony here. I'm like, bro, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure you were worse than Daryl. Like, just, I'm just, putting, oh, yeah. Like, he's nuts. Like, I, like, my entire life savings, I will put into that. Like, honestly, go, go listen to some, like, former Colorado Avalanche talk about, like, how mean that guy was. Like, you want to talk about big meanies? Holy shit. Like, there's something different about French guys who are mean. It's like, whoa, bro. If we're looking outside organization hires, Obviously, the big fancy name that's out right now is Gerard Gallant. Um, now, if we're going from like a winning standpoint, you posted up a pretty good stat that yeah got more playoff wins than Flames coaches have had since 2005. Pretty sure it was 29 to 23 or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, it's bad. In my view, it's like, okay, you already proved that you have the capability to not be cheap. Yes. You brought Daryl back. Right? And you're paying him $8 million to not coach the team. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Keep up that sentiment. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just like not cut off in this. Everybody seems to not like him. Um, I don't know if it's like old man mean. And that, that's where I kind of, I don't like where the discourse is at is like old hockey man who's mean is like, we don't want that. We want great communicator, young guy. It's like all of that is superfluous and like bullshit to me. It's like, I heard all that shit when they hired Gullison. Oh, he's, he understands the modern player. He's, he's a progressive coach. He's, oh, yeah. Well, he sucked for two years. And our franchise, like, we lost two prime years of, like, one of the best cores, young cores this team's ever seen because he wasn't a very good head coach. So, like, that kind of stuff doesn't matter to me as much. Um, I do think, though, like, if you just fired Daryl Sutter because he was clashing with the players, like, bringing in Gerard Glant doesn't seem like the logical next step, but when does this, when do they do anything logical? But like, to me, like it does always come back to winning. And that's really what I like. Cause right. Like, sure. You can say, Oh, we want a good communicator. We want a guy who relates to those young players, those mo the modern players. But it's like, if it doesn't lead to winning, then who gives a shit? It's like, everybody loved Jeff Ward. He was a great communicator. They didn't want jack shit. They were terrible. Same with Glenn. It's like, he, yeah, love everyone loved Glenn and they sucked. Right. Everybody loved, they love Woodcroft and Edmonton, but I mean, take away the two best players in the world. And I mean, we'll see, but I'm just saying like, those things don't matter to me as much as winning. And I think where you have to get at in your mind as a flames fan is like, 
you may want this team to go like this youth rebuild mode, but it's like I really think they're they, they can't resist the temptation to just go for it every year. So it's like, okay, and this is why I was so fine with having Daryl on board. It's like, okay, hey, I you're gonna do this. This is your strategy. Go for it every year. Make the playoffs. Try to win the cup. If that's your strategy, then Daryl's a great guy to have around for that strategy. It's like if that's your strategy. Yeah, maybe Gerard Gallant is a guy. He's been to a Stanley Cup final and an Eastern Conference final in the last five years. So, I mean, it it all comes back to what their vision is and what the GM wants to do. But, like, you know, in a vacuum, like, if I'm looking at this team and saying we literally just missed the playoffs by one point pretty much, essentially, you win one more game and you're in. And Florida had less points than us. And knowing that I, knowing that this team functions in the way they do, and they just want to get in and, and go for it, it's like, yeah, I could get behind that. You know, look at this roster. Could Gallant push them to the next level or get them to the playoffs where they could do some damage? Maybe, probably. Is that a long-term solution? Probably not. But I don't know. Winning to me, all I all I want to do is win by hook or by crook. So like. I could be sold on that if you really twisted my arm. Yeah. And I mean, I guess there's also that familiarity factor too with Gallant. Like he's coached Huberto. Huberto yeah. above point per game years, both those years, I think, that Gallant was behind the bench. Uh, and then Andrew Brunette, um, that was that's another candidate, I think, that should be talked about at least. Not even yeah. just like a discourse of like, oh, there's familiarity with you know, the guys from Florida, but like it was honestly baffling when he did not get the head coaching job in Florida. And I mean, that's kind of aged into it being not much of a question anymore. Cause clearly, clearly when that team gets hot they're you know, well, I mean, if Andrew Burnett had Matthew Chuck on his team, like, yeah, exactly. I feel like it's not Paul Maurice who is the X factor in all of this. I feel like it's definitely 19. (laughs) It goes back to systems. Cause I feel like if we're going to keep up the sort of, yeah, style of play that we have been executing under Daryl and what Jeff Ward attempted to execute. I'm just going to put that in there. Um, You know, you take a look at that discourse and okay, internally promoting. Sure. I could see it with brunette. It's like, at first I was like, okay, if you're going to keep Daryl, I would love brunette as an assistant. Oh yeah. Power play coach. Hell yeah. But given that he's already an assistant in New Jersey and he's probably been like one of the, like I get Lindy Ruff as the head coach, but like I have to imagine he's had a huge, I guess, hand in elevating that group the way that they've elevated. I mean, it's the greatest point increase in back-to-back seasons in NHL history, um, which is crazy. I feel like Andrew Brunette just in general I, that would be a name that I could get behind because it's like, okay, even if even if we get bounced in the playoffs, if we have some discourse in the playoffs, I would love to watch them score five, six goals a game. Like, I, I'm yeah. sorry, 18-19 was fun. Yeah, but, exactly. It's like it was fun until Bill Peters decided to change the entire way they played. And it, it's, you idiot. You, like, instead of doubling down on what made them good, they did the exact opposite. Yeah. But I agree. Like, I think Brunette of the people who are available and just like out there in the public um, public sphere, I think he would be like probably my first choice. Mm-hmm. Like you said, obviously the family and you're not doing this. Cause I see, you know, different people and I kind of fall in this too. Is like, I've been vocally frustrated with Huberto this year. And it's like, I, I didn't like his comments about Daryl last week, but it's like, you can't cater everything to him, but I don't even know if it's like you're catering to Huberto, right? Like he was a good player before Andrew Brunette 
was around, yeah. but Andrew Brunette, when he was there, got the best out of him. It would be like if if like Columbus was like going to hire Daryl Sutter <laughs> or Johnny Gaudreau, but I'd be like, that'd be sweet. Like Johnny was awesome under under mm-hmm. Daryl for sure. Like go for it. those guys click. So I think that is a factor, right? Because that is a big problem right now, whether you want to admit it or not. Like the fact Huberto sucked this year is a massive problem for the Flames. And you can't just sweep it under the rug and ignore it. So if that helps address that, then there's a plus. I think the way I think I think he bridges the gap maybe between like an inexperienced internal hire and uh maybe like an old kind of like retread like Gallant or someone else who's like coached a bunch. It's like he's had a little experience. And I think that maybe does instill some confidence, right? It's like, at least we know what he's capable of. Like he led the Panthers to the president's trophy after Joel Quinville left. It was just a shitty situation. Like he did a good job with that, keeping that team together. And like Joel Quinville, I mean, he, his system won three Stanley cups and was the basis for what Brunette was implementing in Florida. So it's like, if you want some of Joel Quinville's system stuff without the old man, that's Joel Quinville and Andrew Burnett, like you said, he's doing a great job in New Jersey with a pretty young team um, with a really skilled team. I just, you just look at his resume and it's like, yeah, that's a guy who I could get behind and feel a little bit confident that he could come in and get the best out of this roster and also be a guy you could keep around for a little while. And I think there is maybe something in, today's game of like having somebody who's played be around like i don't know if i don't think that's true all the time but you know like i do all i always find myself like i you hear guys talk about it a lot right like even if daryl's like oh he played this guy like they know they really know what it's like Mm -hmm. and it's not always the case but it feels like brunette you know that could be a positive for him like you look at like how marty san louis like some of the tactics he's implementing there so it feels like he he could do a really good job and I I would get behind that just based on like he checks pretty much every checkbox you'd want if you were a fan. Um, obviously, the fact that Panthers fired him and then are like actually having playoff success is like maybe Bill Zito does know best. But um, like I said, I think that's more Kachuk than <laughs> the coach. But uh, yeah, yeah, I would be Brunette would be like number one on my list because experience. He's had some success in the league. He's shown he can work with Huberto. He's shown he can produce a fast, high-scoring team. And, you know, like, uh, his work with the Devils is undeniably great. Like, you look at him and Kirk Muller in opposite lights. It's like, yeah, I want that kind of a team. I don't... Oh, God. Yeah. Just why is the guy who spent it... How many goals did Kirk Muller score? I have no clue. I he, Like, he was maybe still playing when I was a kid, but, like... I feel like he was way more defensive than he should be for a guy who's like running the power play. It'd be like if you brought in like freaking like maybe I'm just mixing up my old Montreal Canadians and thinking he's like Bob Ganey, but it'd be it'd be weird. It'd be like bringing like but Backlund or Coleman in to coach the power play. It's like you're a defensive guy. Like don't, dude. His uh, I'm actually looking at his career stats right now. Okay, so he's played he played 1,349 games. He had 357 goals and 959 points. His minus was minus 147. Dude, what the hell? <laughs> he wow, he played through the 80s. Oh man, holy cow. He's an old school guy. But yeah, give me give me Brunette. Like I think that would be and again, like maybe it's somebody 
we don't know is on the table, but like it feels like that's I'm trying to come up with a comparable of like a fit, but that just feels like too perfect of a fit to ignore. Like they better be interviewing him at the very least. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he's easily my number one pick. I guess GM is a it's a toss-up. Just give me someone who actually has a track record of A being a GM, because that's not bothered them before. And B, uh actually showing that you had success at a certain level as a GM or contributed to a franchise that is winning like Carolina. With Friedman saying what he said today on 32 Thoughts, the entire executive staff for the Hurricanes is yeah. on the radar for other teams for promotions. Like, that's insane. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want. Like, you want other teams headhunting your your executive. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's really been headhunting. Well, I don't know. I can't speak to this, but it's like, hey, you know, Don Maloney... Uh... Assistant gentleman, could we maybe talk to him? It's like nobody's talking to Don Maloney. I, I guess Conroy got an interview in Buffalo a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but um, I can't see people banging down the doors to get inside the heads of the Flames executives from the last 10 years. And I mean, I want to trust Maloney so bad when he says he's looking for young, progressive, someone to move things forward. Because like, if that tidbit is true that they offered him they called him like in march yeah yeah well yeah like if that's true and he was like guys what are you doing well and see yeah (laughs) and and the fact like this again like you peel it back and it's like they wanted brad to stay they were fine with things how, how they were right like they were totally cool to continue this whether whatever you think of brad she living i think we can all agree like it's kind of gotten off the rails here you know, 10 years, two playoff round wins. So they wanted Brad to come back. If they, if Brad didn't want to come back, they wanted Maloney to do it. So it's like, again, like, I feel like, I don't know if you can take Don Maloney at his word and be like, yeah, we're going to hire a young progressive guy who's the best man for the job. When it's like, you know that they already tried to get Brad back. They already tried to offer it to a guy who's older and even more old school. So you're just at this point, you're just like, it's like, show me, show me. I need to see it. Yeah. Because you can talk all you want. I can't believe you until this actually occurs. And then I actually see, like, this will probably be a three-year thing for me to be like, yeah, was, they did a good job or a bad job. And mm-hmm. that's just the nature of it. I just want to be in the playoffs next year. It's so lame. Oh, dude. All, all I keep watching the Panthers, especially. Yeah. Well, it's a special kind of pain seeing Chuck and Bennett. But just, like, watching all these teams and being like, we were like, if we'd beat Chicago once, we'd be there. And, like, again, whatever you think of Daryl, he would have had them. They're dangerous. With Daryl Sutter playoff team is dangerous. We could have been right there. Like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube, and then, I guess, download the show on streaming. Add it, save it for later. Click, click, click. Just listen. Even if you listen to, like, five minutes, it counts as a click. So you're golden there. And then go check out the In the Dome show. They basically were the whole reason why we even started a show because uh, they're kind of our inspiration. That's why we collab with them. So, yeah. Thank you for listening.